Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Leap of Faith podcast. Today, I have a guest, another one, obviously, and this guest is unlike any of the other ones I've had before. I've known him my entire life, not on a biological basis, but just a friendship basis, which I think is really cool. Just to give some background on who this person is. So him and I were in the same club in elementary school. This club was called the Friends Forever Club. Like, isn't that kind of funny? But the catch about this club was that it was for students with an IEP, which I don't know if many of you know what that is. It's individual education programs. So kind of you get one-on-one time with a teacher. If you have like a learning disability or a stutter or speech impediment or like anything to obstruct you from learning, you'd kind of be placed in these special classes. And they made a club for these students called the Friends Forever Club. And him and I were in that club together. Okay, that was in elementary school. Then middle school came around and then I joined. We were kind of looking for churches, my family, and we landed on this one church. And I went to their youth group and him and I were in the same youth group. So elementary school in the same club, not not really close, not cool, like not not really friends at that time. And then youth group, I'm like, hey, I kind of recognize him. I think he was in that club. Still not really close. And then out of nowhere, we kind of make a friend group. And then we've just grown really close through that youth group, through going to the same high school. And now we're in college and he goes to Wheaton College, which is uh, some like to say it's the Harvard of Christian colleges. So we both. Like we're both in college now. So we started IEPs, Friends Forever Club, kind of in these circles, people with learning disabilities. And there's nothing wrong with them. But I, I, I feel like it also like affects self-esteem and stuff. So it's kind of harder to take off. And I feel like despite all those shortcomings, like we've both taken off. So he's been an inspiration in my life. And I guess I'll just let him go ahead and introduce himself and and maybe share his major and kind of what he's doing in college. Thank you so much, Ben, for that introduction. Um, you know, um, you have been more of an, more of an inspiration in my life more than you think, actually. Um, I feel like all throughout my years of being in middle school through high school and also you know i guess kindergarten and first grade second grade all that stuff but really in middle school and high school you really had um shown me what it's like to have a friend who can sort of inspire you to really work on yourself and i just feel that's so important in life just to um you really are who you surround yourself with and um having you as a friend has been an amazing few years um for sure (laughs) Um, and it's been nice to be able to be a part of the Friends Forever Club. A little bit of some information about that club. It's basically like a club where um, people who had maybe anxiety, ADHD, or just some learning difficulty or just something go- going on with them that was deemed as not really normal. Um, it was a way for them to be put in this one group of friends that I guess was like was a way for the educational system to guarantee that they would have friends. Um, and what we would do is we go go on um, trips. I remember one trip we went to, we went bowling. Um, do you remember any other trips, Ben? From those th- that time? <laughs> I, I think we played baseball one time and that, I, I don't think that went well. We kind of just throwing balls at each other. I don't know what they're expecting with that one. A bunch of rambunctious kids. And, um, okay. 
Yeah, so that's our, that's kind of like how we met, and now he's in Wheaton College. What? Wait, what's your major? Yes. So my major is applied health science. Um, I have goals of hopefully becoming a physician assistant one day, and hopefully be able to practice. All right. So a physician's assistant that I don't know that seems kind of huge compared to probably what our teachers maybe thought of us in elementary school. Like, oh, these kids probably can't make friends. So let's put them in a group to make friends. And now we, we kind of have dreams for ourselves and we're kind of going places. And I guess I kind of want to incorp- like talk about maybe your faith walk. So when, because we in college, that's a Christian college. And like we went to youth group and I guess you were raised in a Christian household. So where do you feel like, Christ has been one of those elements in your life that has allowed you to kind of take off in a trajectory that probably wasn't even in the minds of people that maybe grew up teaching you because I I feel like you're on a completely different trajectory compared to what anyone thought or anyone I mean maybe just in elementary school and then you started taking off but yeah like I guess when did when did you start walking with God really strong or when did you start like realizing with God, I can kind of do anything? And like, when did you start taking leaps of faith? Do you feel like? Well, I think I'll just start with um, how I really like first met Christ. Throughout my whole years of growing up, I actually grew up in the Haitian church. And I'm full Haitian. My mom is Haitian. My dad is Haitian also. My mom is a, she's the one who really brought us to church, me and me and my sister um my dad would sometimes go but most most likely not go so growing up we went to the haitian church and basically i did not know anything that they were saying they're speaking in creole that's the um language of um haiti and i really did not understand anything except for the word god um and um pray and sit down <laughs> honestly because <laughs> i was a little bit rowdy in church sometimes too but i definitely knew that church was a uh, a place that was um, very sanctified and I learned that quickly not to misbehave but growing up I really felt like I didn't really know much about Christ I feel like I missed a lot of the Sunday school experience coming to coming to the American church I was maybe like in fifth grade or so maybe sixth or seventh grade but I but my mom she was told about VBS from somehow from someone from her workplace um, and then she sent me there. I was like, okay, what is this church that's like, you know, like that's like right near me. So I got to experience VBS. And then for me, that was a moment where I was able to like learn about the Bible and also learn about, you know, Christ. Um, but even throughout my days of being a part of the youth group, there are so many moments where I felt like there was, there was a big gap of my knowledge about Christ. Like there was a point where I was asked, who is Abraham? Um, and I swear, and, and, I, and I know it may sound funny, but I thought Abraham was referring to Abraham Lincoln when I was, <laughs> when I was in, I think, sixth grade or so. But, you know, that's, that's, how, that's how much of a gap I had in my biblical knowledge. But now growing up, I realized that, you know, the Lord does not call us to, to know every single story and the timeline and just the, the, the minute details. But the Lord creates a beautiful story in his um, throughout his novels um, but the main message is what's most important you know is that we can be free um, if we just know that we that Christ has died you know for our sins so I think that's what's most beautiful about um, 
just you know because there's so much there's so many subjects there's so much stuff to learn in life and i feel like with you know learning like i don't know like learning like chemistry for example or just like learning u.s history you have to learn i just like just learning anything like just like how to repair a car you have to know a lot of it to actually be able to do it sufficiently sufficiently but with christ you just have to know the gospel which is what makes it so beautiful you know to me so i'd say that's when i was and then throughout that time i feel like i was able to recognize that you know christ he is here for me you know and um and you are truly never alone so that's when i finally you know found christ i'd say bro that's i don't think i've ever heard you talk about stuff like that and just listening like it kind of all kind of makes sense when applied to your life how it's not so much about the little minute details like maybe where you're falling short it's kind of about the beautiful picture that you're painting and i think that's kind of what you're doing with your life because i think people get so hung up on the minute minute details of like oh i kind of messed up here or oh i'm not good enough here but you're not like worrying about that you're worrying about like the big picture that you're painting for your life and also like being free you know so maybe like your teachers back in the day kind of chained you down maybe or like labeling you and obviously it was good intention wise but like self-esteem wise i don't think that's really beneficial for a lot of kids that young and then i think like you incorporated christ into your life and then you found like freedom again so you're kind of painting a picture for your life not caring about the minute details of where you fall short and then just being free so that's actually really really incredible so do you feel like going to Wheaton College do you feel like that was a leap of faith for you like what was the thought process behind kind of applying for Wheaton College and attending it and taking such a crazy major like uh, physician's assistant I feel like that's a lot to uh, kind of uh, consume or a lot to uh, conquer I guess like what was the thought process behind that well, for me growing up in my schooling, I recognize that I do value that one-on-one, I guess that close um, relationship with my teachers. Um, high school, I was able to kind of have that with a few teachers, but with high school, it's, you know, as, like, you know, as soon as it's 2.30, you know, the bell rings, you just have to go home. Um, but I knew that I wanted to go to a college that was small enough for me to um really dive deep into um to all the profs there um which all the profs there they have to be um christian um and that's a very beautiful thing about wheaton is that like you can literally go to i don't know just speak to any prof no matter what course it is and and just talk about your faith and and how you feel about that so i feel like i really needed that but also coming to wheaton a very well-known place um, for Christians to really try to explore the Bible. I wanted to really fill my gaps more with my Bible knowledge and, and maybe no more than just knowing that Abraham was not just Abraham Lincoln, but, you know, knowing more about just the timeline. Um, and in my classes, there's um, I've taken Old Testament. And to me, before, it, it, it very it very much sounded very boring. First of all, it has the word old in it. I mean, no. I mean, no. Let, me, let, me, let, me not, let me not get canceled real quick. But it's just like, it's just, you know, many people feel as if the Old Testament, we should disregard it because it's, it's, it's old. It's, 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 
it's past it's before the time where christ came but um there's a reason why you know it still exists and i feel like it's still a very important still a very important part about the whole bible in itself so i just feel like coming to me in college i it was very much a step in the right direction i'd say but for sure a scary step because the diversity wasn't as it wasn't as diverse where i am in jersey um and where we grew up throughout our years of schooling and that's been a kind of a hard cultural i guess um to really find who i am and not have to feel like i have to compensate because i'm a specific race and there's not much race representation specifically like with black people or black men in the health sciences department but i've been able to really find that i need to put my trust in the lord just wherever i go whether it be taking a test whether it be just i guess speaking in public or just trying to interact with you know with profs like um i am not i am not made to be a made to be like a model or like a prop for the school you know i'm a student and that comes first i'm not i'm not some model for the school and i'm not a model to to represent all black men in america i feel like that's been something that's been hard for me my first year but knowing that who i am is in christ and not in trying to just show how a, how a proper black man should act you know that's something that that's something that i really wrestled with you know a lot too you know and and it really came down to the small to the small details um like i remember when i was whenever i'd go and walk around to my classes i'd always question myself do I want to have my backpack with two straps on or one strap on? And I know it doesn't sound that much that that crazy, but like, I feel like there was a sh- there was a shift at one point where I was like, you know, like, who cares if I have just one strap on my backpack? That doesn't make me less of a less of a student, less of someone who wants to achieve greater. And I feel like there's this like there's this perception that is mainly internalized in my head that like. That I need to be the model um, black student, but but throughout my years so far in the school, I feel like I've been able to put um, my trust in Christ. And that, um, I'm not made to um, I'm not made to debunk anything. So that's been a great experience for me so far to realize. Just hearing all that, it kind of made me realize your whole life has been kind of breaking the boundaries or breaking out of the box that you were placed in like elementary school placed into this friends forever box which i mean wasn't a terrible thing but like still a box and now in wheaton kind of placed into another box where it's like oh he's he's this black man and like sometimes people like to put black people in boxes and like i it just sounds like you've had to break free of that box again which is like really powerful and i think for someone like you having to experience being in a box and breaking out of it, I feel like that prepares you so much more for life. And I think that that kind of just goes to show like the plan that God kind of has for you and like where he's leading you. Cause I feel like to someone who maybe, so say like an issue comes your way. Right. And to you, you perceive it as like something larger, like to other people outside, people aren't going to perceive, Oh, being a black man as like much of an like if you're not a black man you you'll never understand but like you understand it so you having to 
jump over those hurdles prepares you for their future hurdles. Whereas someone else who will never understand it hasn't even jumped over like a little hurdle. So I feel like God is just preparing you a lot for your future, which is really incredible. And that's honestly like really exciting, like going to Wheaton, conquering that, growing up in school, conquering that, and just taking leaps of faith throughout your entire life. is just really powerful. And your message is really great. So Ronard, your life, man, you've, you've taken leaps, you've taken hurdles throughout your journey. Your confidence is probably unlike anyone else's who maybe haven't gone through as many hurdles throughout their life. And I think that's really incredible. Um, would you like to maybe unpack some of those hurdles like throughout your journey? Just I, You mentioned the one in Wheaton, how being a, a black man might have been difficult in a not as diverse community. And I guess the Friends Forever Club, like what kind of impact did that have on maybe your mental health? I guess growing up in a school system that wanted you to be a certain way and you just weren't. I think for me, what was really hard was growing up with a stutter. Um, throughout um, growing up, I don't remember much about how my stutter really originated, but um, I remember this one time when my mom, like, when I spoke a few words, my mom was really concerned because she thought, I don't know, like, I may have, like, something wrong with me like medically and stuff like that or like i don't know just, just a lot going on there with like me stuttering for the first few times then i'm not i was never really conscious of it until like maybe like second or third grade when like speaking was more of a prominent thing to do or maybe just even kindergarten even at times saying my name would be difficult because i would stutter um so even with meeting someone new meeting a new like a new potential friend it was, it was always difficult because i'd be so conscious about like how i would speak that i would forget any of the details that they would say to me like their name and i have to like constantly ask people like hey what would you say before that because i was so aware of my stuttering and um there are moments where even speaking in class it just it was so hard to even speak in classes i was just so always like just i was always so conscious and scared of my stutter but I remember going to a Christian camp. Um, it's called Harvey Cedars Bible Camp. That our church we offered. I had this one, this one lady. Um, she actually came up to me and she was telling me about how Moses also stuttered too. And and I was like, and then I somewhat knew that, but I didn't realize he actually had a stutter stutter. So, um, and knowing who Moses was, he actually was one of the most, one of the more prominent characters prominent characters of the bible of course not talking about the most prominent jesus it was just amazing to see how god can choose people who may not be the most perfect fulfill his plan and help me to recognize that i'm going up with my stutter i you know i need to stutter confidently to be able to stutter less you know it's like going against the grain of just worrying about it less will allow me to stutter less you know um it's something that i still navigate from time to time to like there's some days where i stutter extremely more um and usually those days are where i'm like when i feel like i am not trust like when i don't feel like i have like like a lot of trust in the lord um um but i feel like with that so with my stutter i've been able to recognize that you know i need to trust the lord more um and and just this is not a curse you know i feel like for the longest time 
I feel like I was cursed. I feel like I have not done something that the Lord has asked me to. Um, and there's been so many times where I've been literally crying, just watching TV and like, and just like seeing how characters, seeing how the actresses and the actors talk, and like imagining myself saying it. But I, but I would always like feel a stutter coming on. So it's like, it's like wow, like it's just something that's so important as communication being harder for me to do. Just really, it really has a big toll. Um, and it had a big toll on me growing up. So. But I still had felt like with my stutter, I would not be me, um, the person who is so aware of um, people's voice and what people say. For me, even getting out one word used to be tough, and it still is tough sometimes too, but I'm now able to recognize when other people speak to me, how valuable their words are, because I know from, from firsthand experience how hard it is to maybe even get one word out, so... I feel like God has given me more gifts than curses from my perspective that I've seen. So, Bro, that, I feel like that was such a good explanation of what you've been going through your entire life. And I guess as people can hear now, I mean, I didn't know this. Like there's, there's pretty much no stutter. Like you've gotten through it and like you've conquered it. And now all you have is the character to back up how much you've conquered it. And I think that was really, really beautiful what you said, how God has given you more blessings than curses because through, I guess, your curses or your shortcomings, you've realized how blessed you are, like how much of an overcomer that you actually are and how incredible your life can be when you decide to overcome something instead of letting it define you. And I think that's really a testament to your life. And I think that's why your life is just going to be full of like blessings and just overcoming obstacles and being very confident and just trusting in God completely. And I think that's really amazing. And it's been awesome to see you grow so much. So Ronard, thank you for being on episode six of the leap of faith podcast. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell the world before we uh, close it out? Yeah, no, um, it's been a pleasure to be a guest on this um, experience. I just want to say, um, whenever you're having hard times, um, it can be really hard to stray away and sort of blame blame the Lord for life or, or, or like how your current situation of life is. But we are not guaranteed a smooth ride, you know, here in this, here in this world, you know, this world is so imperfect. But what's important is to know that Jesus guarantees us a restful life at the end um, for eternity, you know. And I feel like a little bit of time right now of suffering may seem so, so agonizing, but eternal love is worth so much more than that. So um, that's all I have to say. But thank you, Ben, for inviting me to this podcast. It's been amazing. Thank you, Renard, for being on it. It was great to have you on. And that's it for episode six. I'll see you next week. Goodbye.